Hi, welcome to our latest podcast. I'm Matt from Homestart UK. In this edition, we hear from Debbie and Rachel. Rachel is a mum whose little boy attends Homestart Wirral's Little Movers Group, which is for children with additional needs, and Debbie is one of the volunteers there. Little Movers is just one of the amazing groups run by Homestart Wirral to meet the needs of their community, and which sits alongside their traditional home visiting support. And earlier this year, I went to Birkenhead to hear all about it. My name's Debbie and um, I live locally here, um, close to this Home Start Centre. I've known about it for a long, long time and started volunteering here back in October and we're now June. So um, it's been a wonderful experience for me. I, my previous history is that I, I taught children with um, special needs at a local um, special school for 30 years. But I'm not that old really. <laughs> Spring um, chicken. Yeah and um, when it came time for me to, to finish um, my working sort of life I was adamant I was going to volunteer and this was a natural place for me to come to because still got a very strong passion inside for working with them um, with children with um, extraditional needs and uh, and the other side of the work that interests me is, is the work with the parents because I'm also a parent of um, some children with disabilities myself so it fulfills both sides of um, that uh, sort of work for me, really. Um, so my name's Rachel. I'm um, a parent. Um, my son has been coming here for the last 18 months. Um, and he comes on a Wednesday morning for a, uh, to the Little Movers session. Um, for both my son and I, it's been a lifeline um, in terms of uh, him starting to make connections with other people, other children, um, and for myself to start to connect with parents because I suffered quite badly with postnatal depression um, after Joseph was born. And um, I basically, for the first probably 14 months of his life, the only places I would go was either to my mum's or I'd go out shopping with my mum or stay at home. Um, I really didn't feel comfortable about going out to um, baby classes and those kind of things. So it's it's something that for both Joseph and I, it's been vital because he has basically become um, the boy that he is now. He's two and a half and his language has come on so much from, um, particularly from Debbie, who has been one of his one-to-one supports. The group that, uh, that I'm with, like Rachel said, is called Little Movers in the Morning. And it's basically um, children with some additional needs that are affecting them physically, that the little group in the morning. So, you know, Joseph, when he first came in, was, was not walking yet. I mean, he is wasn't now. Sitting, wasn't, wasn't sitting. Yeah, yeah. wasn't sitting. No. Um, so it's so that you can gear each session towards your group. Because if you've got somebody that's in there, that's like, you know, tearing around and jumping. And we've got, you know, a couple of children in there that literally are, you know, very, very physically limited um, and are laying on the floor um, doing their activities. So you have to be careful who you, you match mm. your children up with. So it's, it's so that you can make it really mm. individual. I stay on this afternoon, I do a whole day on a Wednesday. Now this afternoon's group is very, very different to the group this morning. Um, use all the same sort of activities, but they're much more the social communication children with, with autism usually. Um, so it's a much livelier session and a very, very different um, mm-hmm. approach. So they, they try and mix the, the groups of children that have got similar needs together. And what's, what's great, Rachel, I think, is that the children do, for a long part, well, a big part of the session, do get one-to-one. Yes. They're not really no. ever, 
left to wander much. Of course, no. we give them choices. They tell us what they'd like to play with. Um, we can encourage them to try other things, mm -hmm. but it's, it's we're led by them. But they almost all the session have an adult yeah. close by, if not working completely mm -hmm. one to one with them. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of each session, we as the, the volunteers and the paid helpers in there, <clears throat> we will talk about each child's and we've all got an idea before the session starts about the next step for that child. Brilliant. So we've always got that in our mind. Like at the moment with Joseph, it's encouraging these two word phrases, yeah. yes, um, which he's got some of, which is great. So we're now trying to extend those. And, and we've yeah. always got, whoever's working with Joseph today, will have that in our head that that's mm. what we're trying to mm. encourage. As well as his physical side, we want to get him up on the soft play thing so he's having to learn to balance a little bit more because mm -hmm. he's... I mean, he's a, he is a different boy since I started coming in October. It, you know, when he wasn't walking yeah, yeah. and he wasn't talking. No. And, he um, ha and, and, you know, I mean, he, he just, he loves coming. Mm. His face lights up. Mm. He doesn't cry when I say bye-bye. In fact, he's not bothered when I go. I'll always go, bye, and he's like, gone. <laughs> um, and he knows where he wants to go mm. and i think probably debbie's right he probably sometimes mm. needs a bit of scoring yeah. uh, moving rather into other directions and say yeah. let's go and try this you can see how he's gaining confidence all the time mm -hmm. with his language because he knows that we understand him now yeah and um did yeah, you see um we used to get quite a lot of frustration at home in terms of that did you see that in sessions yes. when before he, he could yeah when he when i first started in october and he was quite sort of um what's the word growly he'd sort of mm. growl at you and get cross and mm. you know because he couldn't make his needs known whereas now I mean he's he's clear as a bell at mm. the table saying more toast more banana mm -hmm. uh, drink um, and he'll tell you um, like we were building a tower he, he's loved the big bricks there today uh, big tower uh, fall down Mm. And, you know, he's telling you he wants you to push it down. Mm. So instead of, you're not doing what I want mm. you to do, he can now tell you mm. using his language. And, of course, when you're working with children, they say one word, you extend that sentence for them. So we're modelling all the time that, you know, his language can lengthen and the sentences that he's using can lengthen. And he responds to that because, like, he might say, fall to begin with. And mm. we say, oh, it's going to fall down. And then he'll repeat back to you, mm -hmm. fall down. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's got that two-word sentence then. But he is using so many more yeah, of those. Yeah, So and many more. I mean, the one thing I was just going to add, I didn't say about the fact that I'm actually a primary school teacher. So I've been teaching for 16 years. So I have a lot of knowledge mm. about children's development. But when it came to children under five, mm. my I, I've been learning. I mean, I've obviously been using my skills that I've had. And that is the thing that's been really good is that I've been able to build upon everything that you've been doing and mm. um, that I've been suggesting. I've built that on at home. And obviously my own professional knowledge I've been able to as well. Mm. Um, Joseph understands everything you say and has been able to since well since it before he was one really um, because I've always um, had the the thought that I don't talk in baby language to him I've always spoken to him mm. very clearly mm. and you know explain things to him 
and that I think is very much reflected now in terms of what he does he literally doesn't draw breath from the moment <laughs> he wakes up till the moment well before till I literally put him in his bed when we're doing story when we're doing um nighttime prayers and cuddles he's <laughs> and I'm like right it's time to stop talking now mm. <laughs> so yes it's, yeah, he's, it's, he's coming on great we're developing really yeah. well isn't he yeah and you know I mean I mm. as you know I'm very very thankful uh, and grateful to all of you because mm. it's just been been brilliant Listening to Debbie and Rachel, it was clear that the Little Movers group has an amazing impact on children, but it also provides a really important lifeline for parents too, as Debbie explains. And I think what's great as well for me, for me to see, and I had it when I, my, young, my two children with disabilities were growing up, is you do need that support network of other parents that are going through the same. Sure. They might not have a child with exactly the same condition as yours. In fact, it's, it's quite rare that you, you, know, you do come mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. um, other children with exactly the same as yours. Um, but it's somebody else who's having to work the system of a child with additional needs. Um, and it, the support network, I think, is great. So it's lovely for me. I go through to the kitchen, make the snack to hear all of you mm. chatting. And it might be something to do with the children, but it might just be, what did, you know, what did we think of EastEnders yeah. last night? Yeah, yeah. But it's just that friendship group that you can see grow stronger. And we've had a new mum come in in the last um, couple of weeks and I can see her already oh, integrating yeah. into that group. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've actually got um, a private <laughs> Facebook um, message group that we um, mm. set up and there's a couple of mums who no longer come because their children have now reached three, um, but they're still very much connected and we have socialised of an evening and gone out for mm. meals. Um, but just going back on what you said, Debbie, about in terms of parents that have had connections, I think, yeah, you're right, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, it's about the same condition or the same disability, it's about the fact that, oh, You've been on the children's ward at Arrow. Yes. You know, oh, what, it, what this happened or that mm. happened or, oh, trying to get the cannula in. You know, yeah. all of those kind of conversations <laughs> yeah. where um, you know that those parents understand, understand because they've mm. been through it. So it is, it's, mm. it's, it's just so valuable. It's brilliant. How to fill in a DLA form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dreaded DLA yeah. form. <laughs> has anybody got any tips on, you know, what cup's good for a child that, you know, has only got the use of one hand? You know, things like that. Yeah. That are very, um, you can often find this, that there'll be a parent that's got an idea um, that helps you out. Definitely. Whereas, you know, your ordinary to use a horrible phrase, mainstream parents wouldn't really understand no. those No, Well, it's that phrase, isn't it? Great minds think alike. And yes. when you put, the, put all the minds together in the ideas, you, mm. you get that whole, um, the better picture yeah. and the bigger picture and enable you to, oh yeah, I'll go and try that at home yes. with my child or uh, whatever the situation is. And knowing that you're not, you're not on your own, there's somebody else that's having a very similar experience yeah. to you. And sometimes I've seen it just as an outsider here, really, that um, everybody's happy, but one parent might come along, they're having a really tough week, but everybody draws around them. Mm. And the next week it might be somebody else that's having a bad week. Mm. And um, Yeah, it's... I mean, that's happened to me, actually. I, there was a few months ago, I was uh, very much having a down week. Mm. And literally I walked back in, I'd been on a phone call, and I walked back into the, um, to the coffee lounge and... Um, Immediately, all my friends knew there was something up, and one said, "What's the matter, Rachel?" And I literally just went, <laughs> "And uh, mm. but that was such a relief because once I'd had that cry, it was like, "Right, I'm okay now. 
I can go, I can continue mm. my day. And so, I guess it feels like quite a safe environment to do that Definitely, in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is good. Yeah, it is. A specialised group like Little Movers has certain demands, but even here, there's still space for Homestart's culture of volunteering. And Debbie is a fantastic example of the unique difference volunteers can make. So for me as a volunteer, you can see that sort of two-pronged side that the work with the parents is, is just as important as the, um, as the work with the children. Yeah. And um, you know, because the mums stay on site, if we're concerned about something in the room, we're not quite sure um, you know, what a child likes or what they're trying to say to us. We've always got the mums here that we can go and just, just double-check mm -hmm. with them. And uh, I think it works really well. It it's, does. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I was told a couple of weeks ago, which was lovely for me as a volunteer, to be told that because we've got you and another lady, Carol, who, who works in the same session, uh, because of you, we can take more children. I know. And yeah. that, that was wonderful. Yeah, but, um, you know, it just shows you that they are dependent, really, on volunteers and because we try to do the one-to-one because yeah. that makes it a better experience um, and you'll see more progress with the children but that's why we are limited yeah. to how many we can take and i think the thing is about volunteering i mean i from my own professional standpoint teacher we've had um, volunteers come in but quite often they they um disappear off you know they'll mm. might not be able to commit and say oh i'm doing this and i'm doing this and i'm doing this um and so i won't be here and that's quite hard when you're a professional trying to plan mm. a lesson or teaching or whatever um, to, to know which adults are in the room. So, and both uh, you and um, Carol, Carol uh, you know, uh, just commit. You wouldn't know that you were volunteers <laughs> if you walked in and in basically you didn't know. You mm. wouldn't know. You just fit in like you're a member of staff. Mm. You, you're both brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, it's two-way because we get a lot from it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great for me. Thanks to Debbie and Rachel for letting us listen to their conversation. Rachel told me that she first came into contact with Homestart Wirral through their breastfeeding support programme. And if you missed our podcast on that subject, it really is worth going back and giving it a listen. We spoke to Kim and Jade about how they benefited from Homestart World Support and also how they work now as volunteers. And you can find that episode and all of our podcasts at home-start.org.uk slash podcast. And if you want to find out about Homestart Wirral, you can visit their website, which is www.homestartwirral.co.uk. Remember, you can still donate to the Homestart UK Snowflake Appeal until the end of January. Visit www.snowflake.org.uk to find out more about that. And if you like this podcast, please remember to share it with your friends and family and to give it a rating on iTunes. And we'll be with another episode soon. Bye.